Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode episode of Duke Der Hombre. That's right. Here we are. We're on on Duke Der Hombre. Yeah. And we're, we're here to talk beer. We got uh, our buddy Ryan back on. Ryan from Old Standby Brewing. You might remember him from a previous show yeah. or two. And uh, he has another beer for us to try, so we're going to be drinking that. I don't think we're going to be judging it, right? We're not going to do like a score sheet or whatever. We're just going to bullshit about it. Right. Okay. That's exactly right. I like that. No pressure. That is exactly Ryan. <laughs> I kind of like that better. I don't know why. I don't, it's not like I do the sheet anyways, but I sort of like just the vibes. You know what I mean? Cool. Sure. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I'm just trying to expand this stupid thing. Here we go. I also, uh, I, I, I can't get it out of my head. Uh, so when you guys are talking, um, I'm, I'm going to take a COVID test. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh. I, uh, you know, we've been doing, we've been doing a little bit more stuff than we usually do, but we're still masked. Like Alice had her pre-K graduation ceremony. Oh, wow. The other night. Yeah, which was a... That's really cool. Yeah, it was, but it was a rat fuck, man. It was like so... (laughs) It was so... This school that she goes to, this fucking Montessori bullshit is like... It is so... It's the most poorly run institution I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, the Brewing Network would put it to shame, but we got a cute picture (laughs) like this. And you can't really see it. Oh, that is is so sweet. It's blown out. There you go. That is a sweet photo. Right on. Yeah. Anyway. um, She looks ready for kindergarten in that photograph. is i mean we're going maybe first grade even i know right she's tall but we're, we've just been doing i don't know we've been like uh oh let's go get smoothies okay you know kind of like doing that kind of stuff and um you mean like most of us started doing back in 2021 yeah yeah, yeah. uh look man you're not gonna make me feel bad <laughs> i'm no, way past that i i just remember that feeling and yeah. i can relate to oh it, yeah it's, it's hard to remember because it was so long ago it was so long yes. ago yeah right. um <laughs> But uh, yeah, then I started not really feeling very great. My throat kind of hurts, and now I just feel icky. And I'm like, you know what? I'm yeah. going to sit through the next two shows thinking about it. So I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to yeah, do it. Go for we'll it. Have man. a live reveal. Well, yeah, have we'll a gender up. reveal. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see if uh, I have uh, increased chance of Parkinson's and blood clots, guys. It'll be woo-hoo. fun. This would be a yeah. good time. But anyway, we're not here to talk about my, you know, pseudo health problems. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about Ryan and his beer, his collab beer. But before we get to that, uh, please visit our fine sponsor, fivestarchemicals.com. You can go there and learn the best ways to clean and sanitize your home brewing equipment, which is, of course, PBW and StarSan and the other stuff that they have. Uh, apparently, it's in my notes. So the other day, Cooper, I think it was Cooper, maybe it was Char. I don't know. You guys look alike. Um you guys, one of you told well, me they have liquid. Cooper lick- has the spectacular hair, though. That's I, right. I really don't. So, well, it's he, oh. it's a it is. It's, hey, you it, got more than me. It's a wig. <laughs> Cooper has God, a wig. So he doesn't. All, yeah, I'll pull this off. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you said like, oh, they have liquid uh, PBW now, and I'm like, what the fuck? That blew my mind. It's in my notes. Like I should have known about it before you, but I didn't. But anyway, check them out. Go to go to fivestarchemicals.com. Be sure to sign up for their homebrew club program uh, if you want the the. Direct URL, it's 5starchemicals.com slash homebrew hyphen club hyphen program. You can get free swag. You can get discounts. Uh, you know, you can get free seminars. It's a whole cool thing. So check them out. Homebrew club program, 5starchemicals.com. All right, Ryan, welcome back, my dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys having me back. Yeah, and this was unsolicited, too. We just <clears> said, <throat> like, on the last show, you know, I kind of was a throwaway. Like, hey, man, yeah. why don't you just send us the... <laughs> send us, the, And you did it. You actually, like, sent us beer. So that's cool. I appreciate cool. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is this beer now? Yeah, this is the Dortmunder that... Uh, <clears throat> oh, brewed yeah. this with uh, Zeugel House. Yeah, up in Portland. Um, man, they actually... Portland got, like, you know, a foot of snow the, the day before we were supposed to brew 
this beer. Uh, um, wow. And so I couldn't, yeah, we were going to do two turns on there. They have a 10 barrel system up there. They're getting ready to expand into a, a 20 or a 30. Um, but we were going to do two turns on their 10. And so I missed the first day because I couldn't, couldn't get up there. So swab it, man. Get it, get it way up there. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to do it. You got to do the mouth too, man. That's how it goes. Um, you know, yeah. I, was, I was talking to my, uh, this is how much of a professional I am. I'm, I have a, a, a swab in my nose and I'm still just conducting an interview because I'm cool. I, I'm, I'm not sure you're as far <laughs> enough up your nose though, Jason. Oh, it's far. I got a big nose. It's right. It's like up here, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was talking to my uh, my buddies in hops, and uh, actually, actually today, and he goes, "It's weird how the industry's changed um, because you know in the past it's like, oh, you you got to be the the formula was like ten barrels, that's it, you you minimum, you can't go any lower than that for distro right. and whatever. But now it's like twenty or twenty five because the market is so it's even more competitive than ever, and it's like you're also kind of losing money too. So it's very funny." You hear people like going up from ten to twenty. Okay, they're you know they're they're going to try to start probably pushing into markets and and you know grow sure. distribution levels and stuff like that. Yeah, the building that they are in, um, the next door building was this huge carpet shop, and it closed down. And so you can imagine, I mean, it's like a big warehouse next door with tall ceilings. It was oh, ready God. to go. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they broke into that through the walls. And when I was, I actually made it up there for the second day of brewing. We did twenty two about 22 barrels of this beer so uh made it up there for the second day it what? cleared the cleared the ice off the freeways and i was able to get <laughs> uh, up there so. geez, man. Yeah. i love uh that i love our way. our socialist program of uh of you know the ice clearers and all the people who maintain our roads <laughs> via socialism i love it so much is that the most barrelage you've done of a beer of yours? Um, yeah, barrel? that one was the, well, yeah. Uh, last year when we did the ESB with Ex Novo, yeah. uh, we did 20 or 22 barrels of that one. Um, and then... Look uh, at you, you're like an old dog. You're like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, whatever. Yeah. And then the one that, that ha- there's a few that I've done now that haven't uh, been released yet because they needed some lagering time or a barrel aging or whatever. So um, I went out to Bend in March and uh, brewed with Cascade Lakes and we did 24 barrels out there of this, of a hoppy wow. Ellis. So yeah, so that wow. one, that one's getting ready to come out. And then uh, last month I went back out to Bend and brewed with uh, Ale Apothecary. I don't know if you guys have heard of them or had any oh, of yeah. beers or not. Yeah, I interviewed them when I was doing yeah. the session by myself um okay i forget the homie's name yeah paul probably. paul okay paul. yeah it was like the dude yeah. and the beers i remember like yeah it it i don't know if you guys have this too but it and not it's not the maybe it's a humble brag i don't know but it's hard to get a beer that blows your mind anymore because we've had every iteration and it's like okay this kind of tastes like this or whatever this can be really good but to have something that like fundamentally sort of redefine how certain beers are made that's what i remember about those beers uh, they're they're like farmhousey if i remember correctly right yeah Definitely. and and yeah. they're like they're so clean but complex and they're sure. not like funky and overdriven or acidic or whatever they're just like the the probably the best expression of those kinds of beers i've probably ever yeah. had they're awesome yeah yeah you just him and his wife and they have one uh, co-owner that run the whole thing and uh they have a little tasting room in town and a barrel aging uh you know warehouse there that's hooked to it and then they I actually brew the beers up at his house which is about 10 miles outside of bend uh, like up in the woods and so yeah we're like mashing in these uh in these barrels we mashed in the night before in these wooden barrels and he's got all this like everything's just homemade and it's pretty rad he, he worked for Deschutes for like 20 years and then he branched off and and did his own thing and so oh God. yeah so we brewed a saison and then uh we we fermented it with the rustic yeast from imperial and then uh it, it fermented out and then he blended in i wasn't there for the blending portion of it but we tasted a few of the ones that they were going to blend with yeah so they blended in with some of their other barrel aged beer and uh then and we hit it with some brett we got another little we got a couple liters of brett from imperial for that and so it's in the barrels yeah. now. It's just it'll Damn. be a couple months, and then he's going to hit it with some heather flour. I think he said he wanted to add uh-huh. add that to it. Uh, <clears throat> I it's going to actually get packaged. So. I did oh, that so one the, time. Yeah. I used heather in a beer in an ESB. God, this was I probably still have the note somewhere. It was like <laughs> mid aughts. It was awesome. It worked out cool. really well. It worked well. Yeah, that, it sounded weird. It sounds odd to me. I guess. I, you know, yeah, we have, we have heather out front in our. It's like okay, I would never think of right. putting that in a beer, but maybe I should try it for the 
right beer. There you go. You I should. Like the, yeah. the, the blending part is so much fun. The Brett, you know, is, you know, once For you sure. get a state, a little kind of some, uh, uh, a bud, uh, uh, an unpolished gem of a beer and you add the Brett and just, it just starts to come into its own. And then, <laughs> uh, then you can have fun with it, but yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this Dort. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. Dort, uh, so it's Dortmunder for like a German Hellas export beer. There you go. I, I, I don't like that they rename. I, I don't like, I'm going to be you for a second, JP. I don't like that. I like it to be called Dortmunder Export. Let's petition to have it renamed. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's your problem, Char? You don't like what? I don't like that it's called German Hellas Export Beer in the 2021 guidelines. German all Hellas. Used to calling it. Yeah. It's a 5C German Hellas Export Beer. No, it's a Dortmunder Export. So so Dortmunder, what's the difference between a German Hellas and a Dortmunder? Not, nothing. It's also known a as. a different name for the same thing now. Okay. So I guess I could see how they would clean that up a little bit, but also you're right. It's sort of, it's like, uh, it's like when... It's like going to a very popular niche sort of conference, and then that conference changes their name suddenly. It's like, why did we change our name? I don't understand. It's, NH- yeah. it's been NHC for 25, 30 years. <laughs> well, I mean, you, look, you you said it, not me. I mean, that's uh, not... Uh, um, uh, well, in, yeah. uh, in Germany, they just, you know, they call it export. They don't, you know, refer to themselves in the... You know, <laughs> okay, all right. right. That uh, makes sense, it's... Cooper. <laughs> I get it. But, I mean, Dortmunder, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I like it, too. Dortmunder export, don't get me wrong. I I think it's good. Uh, but so it's called Dortmunder for Dornbecker. Did I get my saying yeah, that right? it's the Children's Hospital there, yeah. Uh, up in the South Hills of Portland, there's a big research hospital, OHSU, and then hooked to that is the Children's Hospital called Dornbecker, which is named after, uh, I think he was a, I don't know, he was a salesman or something back in the 20s, 30s, 40s in Portland. <laughs> and uh, he got wealthy and he donated basically all of his whole estate to the hospital and they named the Children's Wing after him. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, that's Dornbecker's. And so, yeah, so the brewer and I both had a kind of a family tie to to the Children's Hospital. And when we were planning this, we're like, yeah, let's let's just brew uh, let's brew something for Dornbecker. And so we started throwing out some German styles because they're a they're a German they're a German lager brewery mostly. Mm-hmm. He trained, he studied in Germany um, at Zeugelhaus. Uh, yeah, Zeugelhaus yeah, yeah. is right. the name of the brewery in Portland. Yeah. yeah. So he studied in Germany and he lived over there for six or eight years. And then he moved back and, uh, and got this started with, with some other guys. So yeah, yeah so we decided uh, to go for the Dornbeck, the Dortmunder. Yeah. Fit good with the name of this. Yeah. No, I think that's great. In, uh, in Emeryville, uh, they have Wonders Brewing, the guy that brews there, you know, trained in Germany for a long time too. And right. you can just, you can tell these brewers that come back from learning it the right way over there and bring, bring that skill back. And some of those are turning into sure. some of the, uh, the key like you know well-regarded loggers in the in the judging world I, I wonder if they're going over there i mean yeah. you know you, you go over there obviously to study the beer but like <clears throat> education's free over there like you don't got to pay for it i yeah, wonder if that's really part of it too <laughs> my, my daughter is almost 16 and she's looking starting to look at colleges and i'm encouraging her to think about germany yeah. <laughs> think about places where you can even if you're not a citizen you can go to college for free yep so i would miss her but it's a good excuse to go to germany and visit. <laughs> yeah sure. hey ship me yeah. back this these beers right. every month please you're gonna be my yeah. mule hey, hey ruth can you go to bamberg while you're out there <laughs> yeah i got a show on smoke beer coming up in two months i need you to give me some fresh research material yeah. <laughs> are you are you pushing her towards brewing school in germany or is no she just not, like, not at all i mean she she wants to do what she wants to do and i'm if she wants to ever brew beer that's that's great if she never does that sure. that's great too yeah totally. very good that's a good yeah. way to look at it uh yeah. so when you approach the hospital with this plan what what, what do they say? Are they stoked about it? I, I would imagine, you know, hospital would be like, well, I don't know. You don't want to be aligning yourself with alcohol, right. maybe, or whatever, if there's some, like, stigma. But also in Oregon, I, I feel like it's, like, just second nature, so. Yeah, yeah. I emailed them, and they were, uh, they had a couple of, like, rules on how to use, what wording to use, you know, on the on the packaging. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, that was about it. Like, we couldn't we couldn't actually use the, uh, they have a little, like, um, like a logo, uh, like a cartoon kind of logo. Of a, of a little girl that's on on their um, you know the Dornbecker logo and okay. they said that they we weren't allowed to use that on any alcohol products uh, but we could use the name go. yeah and, uh, yeah and so they were they were totally on board with which it, makes sense so. and I, you got to respect yeah, that that's sure. cool yeah absolutely I do like the uh, sure. you know I I, I am a, a little bit of a softy and so I'm like reading this uh, the description on the back and it says Dornbecker Children's Hospital at OHSU has been there for our community saving lives diagnosing difficult cases and helping families through challenges times like if you're already emotionally like tied to the beer even just reading the thing i think it's great did you write that sure 
No, actually, uh, the brewer did. Nice. He put it. We we kind of brainstormed some ideas, and uh, yeah, he put it together and sent it off to his artist, and his artist put this label together and one other option, and yeah, we kind of just uh, proofed it and approved it pretty quick. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool, man. It's a good yeah. story, and it's out of the market now. For sure. Yeah, it's out. Um, yeah, it's it's all over in Portland. I think it went up as far as Seattle um, in cans, wow. and uh, but yeah, I think it's it's on the tail end now because uh, it came out um, i think mid mid to late march mid to out. late march okay so, excellent uh let me do let me yeah. do this let's take a break we'll come back and we can chat the beer up a little bit and maybe we can talk recipe for a little bit yeah for sure cool all right hang on everyone it's dr homebrew we'll be right back what's up homebrewers hey let me ask you a question you spend a lot of time making your beer taste the way you want it to right some of you even send beers into dr homebrew for feedback Well, the next logical step in your creativity is to craft some labels for those beers. And there's nobody better at creative labels than GrogTag. Their easy-to-use designs let you turn out some pretty amazing stuff like labels, bottle caps, coasters, even six-pack carriers with minimal effort on your part. They have a range of label sizes that fit any vessel you can think of. Bottles, cans, growlers, kegs. GrogTag has you covered. Head over to grogtag.com today and check out their line of amazing, fully customizable templates and get your beer looking its best. Grog tags are water-resistant, reusable, and will have your naked bottles looking great in no time. That's grogtag.com, and be sure to use code BNARMY at checkout to save 10% on your order. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for sticking around. We are still here with Ryan from Old Standby Brewing talking about Dortmunder for Dornbecker, the uh, charity collab he did with Zeugel House up in Oregon. And uh, it's obviously a, a Dortmunder export, which is uh, Brian's new nickname, I think. Yeah. You're getting pretty close on the German pronunciation there. The way you said Zeugel House, it sounded pretty good. I, oh, me? I, I wasn't even trying. I'm just I'm I know, but like, the natural. You're, it's the the Z would be more like a Zeugel House. Zeugel House. Zeugel House. You have to have this kind of yeah. inflection in your voice. <laughs> yeah, you ever watch Zeugel House? Yeah. You ever watch uh, Great British Bake Off? Oh yeah. Uh, Nobody watched Sprockets. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a guy on like I forget what uh, what season. I think it was maybe nine. Uh, yeah, I think it was up season nine. Uh, fuck, uh, Jurgen. He's like from 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 the Black Forest in Germany, and he very much had this like this like forced voice. <laughs> it's very I don't know. It's very funny. It's very fun to just do his voice over and over again. Mm, yeah, this is the time when Doctor Homebrew where we dance. <laughs> I am from the Black Forest. You that, could phone his uh, dude. It's it's like uh, it's like it's that stereotypical uh, 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 German voice, right? It's just like but like yeah. light, you know, lighter a little bit. Like oh yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. whatever. Who cares? Um, all right, let's talk about this beer, Cooper. Yeah, you're itching to say words today. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, and uh, so in the nose, I'm getting some toast with a very light. Um, uh, you know, I, I felt like I got a light um, kind of a fruitiness to it. it might, I don't know if it's from malt mm. or from something in the hops, but there's almost like a, a little orange rind kind of thing in there. It doesn't seem like it's a big ferment ester or anything like that. It seems like it's well lagered, but something's just pushing a light little edge of a, a hint at fruitiness, which is it's actually playing nice with the beer. It's not like jumping out in a weird way, but um, yeah, and the flavor, getting a nice rich toastiness in the flavor. Um, you know, I felt in the nose, I got a little, uh, a, a, a moderate amount of some sulfur at first and it, it does, uh, blow off fairly quickly, but, uh, you know, sulfur is, is a, is a key component in a lot of lagers and, and it's allowable, uh, you know, most lager styles, you can have a bit of that and that's fine. Um, but yeah, the balance is nice. I like the, it's, it's got a really full, you know, round flavor. It's not just toast only it's toast and like, you know, bread crusts and, um, but not too hard on the rich side of like dark bread crust it's like a, a light untoasted bread crust and just you know really clean the bitterness comes up to kind of match the the balance that with the malt but the malt almost pushes over the top of that a little bit the the, the balance the bitterness is probably medium but it feels like almost like just a little lighter than that because there's it's a bold malt presence there um it's semi-dry it's not there's not too much sweetness here it should be well attenuated um but it's not bone dry either it's got yeah there's some heft to it to still it. yeah yeah it's, it feels 
almost feels like a medium full body. It's, uh, th- these beers can lean that direction. So for a lager, he's like, hand somebody who's used to drinking standard American lager, this beer, it's like, a, it's a different world because it's so much bigger and, bold, you know, bolder, but still not like double bock or anything like that. But sure. it's a step in the right direction for, you know, hey, try something a little more, some oomph to it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why they, they call the German polka music oompa music because the beer has oomph exactly to it. Why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think it is. All right, that it? We lose you? For now, yeah. I wanted okay. to see what Brian had to say oh. about it, too. Ah. How's he going to know? I was waiting. waiting to be sure <laughs> that, that's, that's some quality dead air on Dr. Homebrew. <clears throat> hey, man, with AI. For a coop to wrap it up, yeah. With AI, I can cut that in seconds now, dude. I'm <laughs> yeah, so exactly. jealous about it, yeah. I mean, I, so don't I, worry I, about it. You probably run me through chat GPT, and uh, you don't need <clears throat> to have me on anymore. Hey, man. But, uh, <laughs> wouldn't be the same. I like doing the show, but, you know, technology. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I the aroma on this, I, I don't get quite the citrus that Coop does. Uh, I, I definitely get the Pilsner malt, but it's not it's not perfumey Pilsner malt uh, uh, 100%, right? That That's there, but you know it's there. There is like, I agree with Coop, you get like a bready, not doughy, but you get definitely a, a quality bread aroma from this. Like you go to the, the bakery and get like a good fresh bread, maybe like a baguette almost. You get that out of the aroma of this. It's not not really a hoppy uh, aroma. I, I, I don't get a lot of hop but that's okay. I mean, for this style, this style should be, I, I think, firmly bitter, but it's, you know, it's, what are you, IBUs, 20 to 30. You know, this is, it, it's got some bitterness to balance. This is not a hop bomb or a giant hop aroma style. Uh, appearance is great. You know, again, like I always talk about, there's a little, there's some bubbles around the edge and that's persistent head. You know, it's, it, it's there, for, it's been here for a, a while. I, I poured this, you know, 20 minutes ago uh, and that's still hanging around. That's fantastic. Uh, it's very clear. There's maybe a tiny bit a haze, but you know, I don't know. It's it, it was brewed in March. Maybe maybe there's some yeast in the the can. Uh, I, I wouldn't ding this for being hazy. But mm-hmm. there's it's the and some of it may be chill haze as well. Uh, flavor definitely. Uh, you get some breadiness, some 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 minerality in a very pleasant way. Right. You read the style guidelines for this, uh, and it talks about how uh, mineral character is typically perceived more as a roundness and fullness of flavor, and a dry flinty sharpness in the finish rather than over mineral flavors uh flinty sharpness and I, I think I would translate that to mean it's not like you're licking a rock. You're, mm. you're, the minerals are added in a way that it it, it gives you mm. that mouthfeel. And I, I would agree that there's a a dry, flinty sharpness in the finish. Mm. And, and maybe not sharp, but it, you you do get maybe it accentuates a little bit of hot bitterness. There, there's hot bitterness here. Uh, it's not an IPA, but there's definitely a, a firm bitterness in this beer. You know, I'm not getting any any off flavors. No diacetyl. No uh, DMS. I do get a no, little <clears throat> do you guys get a little sulfur in the nose i mean i'm, I'm sure yeah. i would imagine that's to style just like a little bit it's okay and I, and I don't mean it to pick out a flaw but it is just a thing that i that i noticed dissipates very quickly but yeah. it's weird how sulfur in some of these beers can be inviting like it's almost uh yeah. it's almost like a, an authentication stamp you know what i mean uh, where it's uh, like uh, i know uh, i know sure. i'm gonna get like something that's akin to the real deal because i get this sort of totally. byproduct yeah, yeah. you've yeah. used lager yeast you have any <laughs> sulfur <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most that, of it's exactly cleaned right. up, but there's a faint little kind of eggy egginess to it there that you get, and it it, it blows yeah. off for the most part. Yeah, really quick. It's not that it's not that sharp, like uh, you know, really bright sulfur. You know, kind of attacks your nose. It's just that mellower kind of eh, yeah. backgroundy yeah. light. The only reason I call it the only reason I caught it is because I I poured it in my glass pretty you know uh, robustly and then sniffed it immediately, but I hadn't noticed <laughs> it up to this point. So sure. yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you that for a long uh, that little that little bit of sulfur at the beginning can be kind of inviting, and yeah. maybe that's why some people don't like beer. Maybe they don't like sulfur. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it's weird. I mean, a lot. If you get a lot of it, then it's unpleasant. Yeah. But that little bit of, I mean, lager yeast do throw sulfur, and it never really goes entirely away. I, I don't think. Mm. Uh, but it's 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 present at a very low level at the very beginning, and I, I think it's great. Uh, mouthfeel, yeah, it's a definitely medium medium body, medium carbonation, very smooth, no warming. Now, overall, I don't really know what I would do better to this beer. You know, the minerality, I'll, you know, I suspect you treated the water here, but if you did or didn't, I mean, either way, the minerality is perfect. I mean, this is a beer that, that was always one of the hallmarks of the style back back in the day in the earlier versions of the guidelines. Is, oh, it's a lot, lot of minerality. 
And people would take right. that way too literally and just way over treat their water. And you got on a panel judging Dortmunder and you were like licking rocks all afternoon. <laughs> it was just crazy you know, how people would just go nuts with the minerality. Uh, and whatever water treatment that you guys uh, did, if you did any, is just perfect. So I I, I would, if I were scoring this, uh, this would definitely be like a round of, of I'd call this a 40, 42 point beer. Wow. Cooper, what do you yeah. think? You agree with that? Are you within yeah. seven of that or are you going to yeah, abuse like Brian on the show? Thir- 39 or so. Yeah, this is yeah. a good beer. Um, I like the the kind of floral hop character. I don't know if it's like a holler tower or yeah. something, but you can get the noble hop character in there. And that might be yeah. something that I was like interpreting as a little, and not fruitiness necessarily, but kind of, you know, something fruit and bright, you know, adjacent. Uh, I get that too. It's it's right. almost like, and Char, you were sort of, both of you were kind of saying it's almost like this light citrusy thing. And it, it's almost like a, like a, like a lemon blossom or like a lime tree blossom yeah, where it's like not inherently, yeah, it's not inherently citrus, but there is a thing. I, at first I was like candy orange peel, but I was like, no, that's not quite it yeah. because that is more dark. Right. But this is, right. it's not that, but it's, it's, it's acidic on the on the on the on the aromatic side of citrus right so i don't know that kind of more akin to an orange blossom uh, yeah or something yeah Yeah. but a little bit more acidic go with like a like a slight orange blossom i I could get on board with that yeah like a lemon or a lime by the way uh i i don't have covid everybody look at that i just apparently i'm just sick or at least determining this live right here on dr homebrew that jp does not have covid right now you heard it check again you heard it first again in like an hour you should do the other one i got the other one (laughs) no no wait until the next show okay Test in two days yeah. if you're still yeah. feeling sick. Yeah, yeah, you heard it yeah. here first. My anxiety mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. wins, but that's okay. There are, yeah, there are other things going around. I'm glad you don't have the. We give ourselves the grace for these things. I'm not feel bad about mm-hmm. it. The kraken has not arrived at your door, or the uh, what's the new one? The uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's I don't know either. Uh, all right, Ryan, you want to talk? Say your anxiety yeah. lies to you. That's right. Uh, you want to talk a little recipe with us? Yeah, for sure. What's in this beer? Man? Uh, yeah, Link Malt again, uh, who's been donating all the malt for these beers, all these collabs. So they just, <clears throat> they've been amazing. I just call them up and they send a pallet of grain to whatever the next brewery is that I'm working with. It's pretty cool. Wow. Um, man, I'm going to, yeah. uh, some brewery, Barry at Lucky Envelope is going to hear this and be like, uh, <clears throat> Link, yeah, hey, this is Ryan. For sure. Uh, just give Let's me a pallet. And he's going to be like, yep. just get free yeah. grain. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this is Brian, yeah. Dr. Homebrew. Yeah, he just <laughs> Give you a pallet. Uh, sure. Send it over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we used, they have like four or five different Pilsner malts, and we use the one that's called their Steffi Pils. Um, oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Steffi and, Pils. Uh, yeah. So it was like 90, about 90, 89, 90%. Uh, Pilsner malt, um, and then we use some of some of Link malts, uh, light Munich as well, about seven percent, and about th- about three percent of like a Carapils. Uh, they call it a chit malt, but it's it's like a, it's a mm-hmm. you know, head retention, you know, mouthfeel. Okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, Yakima Valley hops has been donating. Same deal. Call them up. They send a, a boxes of hops wherever. Wow. So uh, yeah, we use German Magnum for the bittering edition, and then um, what you might be getting there is a little bit of fruitiness. Um, this was at the this was uh, like a two weeks before the new crop of German hops arrived um, for them, anyways. And okay. so we had to sub in um, with some French hops, and we used Triscoll, which huh. I had never used before. Okay, huh. I never even. Uh, heard of that triscoll yeah okay yeah so uh we use some triscoll and some haller tower tradition wow um, late you know late boil additions so yeah i was um, getting a haller tower vibe there <clears throat> yeah, for sure it's sure nice. Yeah, and then we fermented it with a with a Northern European strain from Imperial, who's also been donating all the yeast, all the pitches for these beers. Um, it was their seasonal strain, which uh, is called Huga. Uh, it's like a Dutch. Uh, it's a like Huga. The Dutch That's all I hear. For, uh, That's all I hear yeah. is a Huga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the Dutch word or a Dutch word for like comfort or for com- no for like being comfortable. Oh, uh, it's a whole like he, he, he all- give. Yeah, yeah. There's like, a few he, different he, ways he, to pronounce yeah. it too. So yeah, and that's so, that's Danish. So mm, oh, Danish, I see, yeah. I see, I see. You mean yeah, so, uh, was it Dr- Driscoll with a D or the T? With a T, yeah, Triscoll. Yeah, huh. I can't find anything about it. Interesting. Um, on the the website, it says it's a. Um, 
Triscoll, yeah. So Triscoll is a new hop cultivar with an aroma similar to Strizzle Spalt. There it is. Uh, from which Triscoll inherited its floral notes, but slightly fruitier. High content of essential oils sure. make Triscoll very su- suitable for late or dry hopping. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. So on the uh, Yakima Valley Hops website, you can go there. They have these like cool little, very simplistic flavor keys. And for this sure. one is high, high sweet fruit and with the floral and cream caramel, which I mean, maybe you have to smell the hop, mm. but uh, sweet fruit and floral, that is, is exactly what we were talking about where it's yeah. like candied orange peel but sort of like the flowers that's man we're good yeah cool. yeah we wanted to use the stristle spalt uh but the, the crop wasn't ready yet so we're like all right let's let's sub in the french hops and alan at zoigel house didn't um have any experience with them either he'd never used them so we, we just went for it so yeah yeah this is turned pretty, out pretty cool nice, there's always so many new hops to learn about and i i like the big pacific ocean you know tropical you know, australian new zealand hops but it's really cool to learn about some of these, you know, the ones that we grow here in the U.S. that are of, of European descent, right? Strissel spalt, uh, uh, Triscoll, where you've got you know, this uh, cross between Strissel spalt and male English yeoman. Uh, you know, why would you, you wouldn't think that's growing in Oregon, but they're growing that in Oregon right. or, or Washington, right? Yeah, yeah. We decided to go for it and see what happens. You know, similar, super low. I think it's a good choice. Like, yeah, the aroma was really nice when we got them. The alphas were like in the twos. Oh man, you know? oh, that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. It's mellow and it just works. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That sounds good yeah. in like a mild. Yeah. I don't know totally. why. I, I bet it would be. Yeah. yeah this, this is a hop that it's got a little flavor. It's got a little aroma. It's got a little bitterness. It's there because you need the hop to be there, but it's not the star of the show. For sure. Yeah. I yeah. think it pairs well with what, Char, what you had said about the fresh baguette. Uh, there's that crusty yeah. little bread crust. Um, I think it really pairs well with, with that kind of bready aroma. Yeah, yeah so. because it doesn't it doesn't blend in with one another. There's still that differentiation, and I think in beers like these, sometimes I think you need that. You know, a lot of times beer uh, beers sort of the flavor sort of meld into each other. It, it depends. You, you might want that, and that's you know uh, depending on the style. But I think a, like a lager like this. When I think of German style lagers, I think of these sections, these segments of flavors, and they shouldn't just be all one thing. It's not like a pale ale. Pale ale is basically just all one thing. But this is not right. that. And this hop does really well to to help level those uh, malt flavors as well. It's it's a very good highlighter. Yeah. It's a great. It was a great sure. sub. Great choice. I like that the, cool. the bird also chose not to go like let's push it to the high end for alcohol. You know, it's like okay, this is a five to six percent alcohol beer, and they you know they kept it a little understated at five four. That's that's nice because it's not you yeah, know a little I'm stronger right alcohol that. might it might be taste fine, but I push it a little towards you know it would stick out in the style a little bit more and be a little right. a little sharper that way. Um, yeah. and this is real easy drinking, and I'm gonna easily yeah. go through this whole pint no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah totally. next time you might want to. Think about an imperial Dortmunder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, this yeah. this beer is really great the way it is, and this is you know, another, yet another great example of how it doesn't have to be you know nine percent to have a lot of flavor and and a lot of aroma and be yeah. a really great beer. Yeah, totally. absolutely. I think commercial For breweries sure. are learning that finally. Yeah. Was know, there a, right. a, yeah, a mineral yeah. adjustment? I know Brian was talking curious about the water. Yeah, I know there was, but I need I'd have to check on that. I'll have to find out and get back to you guys on that you know they were uh they, they were dropping a little bit in uh in the boil okay. it was very skillfully handled because it is not <laughs> sure. it is not overly <clears throat> I, I i talk about this over and over again but you know 10 years ago people started playing with their water and beer homebrew was getting a lot better and all of a sudden people started messing with their water without knowing what they were doing and stuff got a little worse and it was all like the minerality and the weird stuff sure. people were doing mm-hmm. and thankfully about a year year and a half later that kind of people it out but i mean water adjustment's great if you understand what you're doing that's why yeah, i don't that's why i don't do it totally. yeah. <laughs> i don't do it because i don't understand i don't want to understand that's the 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 barrier of homebrew i don't i just don't care i don't care about it yeah the, the tools have gotten better <laughs> for adjusting your water on a homebrew scale yes. since at first yeah. like first is just like take your water and add two teaspoons of this and a teaspoon and yeah, a right. teaspoon of that and now you can go in you know uh yeah beer yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about what that. your water is just add this <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right exactly that was people People with like super hard water were like adding stuff. No, no stop. Please, please don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan, thanks, man. I appreciate you sure. sending the beers. And, uh, you know, obviously Absolutely. invitations open. Come back whenever because these are always great conversations yeah. to have. Big shouts out to Zoigel sure. House. Um, and, of course, mm. uh, the uh, Dornbecker Children's Hospital, right? Uh, did you get a, a tally yeah. for uh, how much was raised for the Children's Hospital? 
I haven't yet um, okay. because they're still sort of at the tail end of, of sales. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it should be pretty nice because, you know, because we did 20, you know, 22 barrels. So it should be pretty cool. Yeah. Everything um, donated. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And uh, Every yeah, bit so helps. still like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even, you know, I'm just doing these little projects and trying to, you know, stay connected to the community and have a good cool. time, man. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it keeps definitely... me connected to, to beer and the community, which is, you know, that's two passions, you know, that's what it's about. And I'll be looking it. these guys up. Sure. Next time I go up to to Portland because I you know I go up there fairly frequently and I I cool. hadn't been to that one yet so I would sure. definitely seek it out. It looks it sounds great. Yeah, they're a great yeah. spot. As far great as loggers go, I mean in the Northwest we have a few like specific places where that are well known for their loggers and they're getting more and more popular. You know for their mm-hmm. we've got Heater Allen and we've got you know oh, yeah. Freem and you know we've got up in uh, we have Chuck and Nut you know just up in Washington which mm-hmm. also has a, a a Portland location now. But Zorgel houses their loggers are 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 on point they're doing they're doing a good job yeah it tastes like it yeah tastes like it all right we'll let you go man but i appreciate it and what's the website again people can go check out your project yeah it's oldstandbybrewing.com there you go um yeah and same on instagram i'm keeping up with with all the updates and all the new beers just brewed another one last week with gilgamesh brewing here in salem no man Um, we did a vienna lager oh uh, so that'll be cool that's going to support the uh the food bank here in in marion county where we are so oh that's great yeah yeah that was the 10th one so i'm just rolling with them and just they keep happening so keep on doing it man yes and so (laughs) like you said who who wouldn't want a pallet of grain to show up at their door for free Uh, that's right you know what are you gonna do man just some time and effort that's about it yeah Yeah, we'll keep us posted man Right on, we'll do. All right, you guys we'll let you go, back. man. And uh, we'll take, take a quick care. break. We're going to come right back here on Dr. Homebrew with some pale ale talk and, uh, you know, maybe something else here. Hang on, everyone. We'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S-Draft.com. examination all right thanks for hanging on everyone we are back and uh, i wanted to tell you a little bit about my pale ale i think i talked about it uh, a couple shows ago Um, i meant to have some to share and to give to you guys but apparently i i drank it all somehow well i I helped you because i had some in your garage like a month (laughs) ago yeah you had like a it was from my fermenter was it from the fermenter Uh, uh, i believe it was from the fermenter yeah they've been like just finishing up (laughs) And I, I thought it was really good. It was tasty. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. But you know what? So I, I carved it, and and it was it was definitely. Um 
know what? I think I have a picture of it. Uh, it was definitely old school uh, in the way that it um, – a picture of the recipe because I was talking off the air. Uh, I did it through – I don't know if I want to say. I did it through a popular beer recipe site that makes you pay a subscription service and I my subscription has lapsed and I don't want to um, – I haven't I haven't paid it yet. So uh, I can't get my recipe, which is obnoxious, but that's okay. I understand. Everyone you know, needs to make money. Uh, Do you, you remember know, in out? general what grains you might have used? No, I mean, I'm – Percentages, but, you know, because what I do is I take a picture of the of the screen and then I go to the homebrew shop. I go to more beer ah. and I go, yeah, see, here it is right here. And then I and then I, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> so it was eight point nine pounds of U.S. two row pale ale, ten point three ounces of Brees Victory, ten point three ounces of Munich Ten Love Bond, six point nine ounces of white wheat, and three point four ounces of Crystal Fifteen. Yeah, you know, I I think that that six ounces. Uh, six, eight ounces of wheat is always a good idea for head. And yeah. I, like we've talked about like the last several shows about crystal, like just having that little bit, like what you say, like two ounces, three ounces of crystal. That's, you, you don't want to, you know, the beers people made in the nineties were like 15, 20% crystal for that stuff. But that little bit that a you know, couple of percent of crystal, I think really adds some good character without promoting going to cardboard real fast. Yes, I, I definitely agree. I thought I had a picture of like what friggin' hops I use and I don't. Um, but I remember having, um, I remember not like, I mean, I remember it was fucking two weeks ago. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> like the, I liked the malt flavor. And that's sort of what I wanted to bring up is that, you know, I do like these sort of older school pale ales, uh, you know, crystal 15. I think yeah. if you're going to put a light crystal in, I think you should go crystal 15 because it's yeah. a little more robust flavor wise, or at least there's a bigger dimension of flavor from 10 to 20. All right. Like 20 is too much. Yeah. 10 is is fine, but 10 to 15 isn't that much, and I think the yeah. flavor impact of 15 is worth a little tiny bit of color. But all in all, I thought it was pretty good, uh, you know, drinkability-wise. But the hops I wanted to talk about, um, because I didn't really like the beer. The hops, I thought really? it was, I felt it was too bitter, and this conversation's super obnoxious because I don't have any of the data. But the, um, oh, you know who I did text? Mm. Hold on a second. Let me, see, I mean, now I, I'm looking. I tasted it, but I, did, I smelled it, and I, I, I enjoyed it but didn't we text I, I don't about... have the the ingredients yeah we did thought we, we we did about but was it just me and you or was it with brian too? no i think brian was there but you get nobody yeah. like responded for a while so fuck you mm. guys and then i responded too late because you'd already bought the hops <laughs> yeah um so i was going to do simcoe cashmere and sabro that was okay. those were the hops i used simcoe Sa- cashmere Ca- and sabro and sabro why did you choose I, i'm not i'm not i'm just curious what what made you choose cashmere and sabro i don't no, because I, I wanted to do sort of new school yeah. hops, but I don't want to go too new school and get like super fruity and, and whatever. I want it to be sort of something a little bit more reminiscent of kind of older school hops with just a little bit of new new flavor. Um, and then just thinking about hops and remembering what we've, I've had on shows. Like yeah. I've always been interested in using the Sabro, but I couldn't tell you what the fuck the flavors were. But like, oh, let's do that. And I think <laughs> I went to the I would think I went to more beer and I was like, and I looked and I was like, oh yeah, I think this will work. Let's do it. Um, so I was talk- I was texting with Nate a little bit about what to oh. do because I'm like this is what I'm considering dry hopping with and uh, you know he goes you could make uh, he he was like uh, take equal parts of those three hops at flame out and dry hop at a rate of one ounce per gallon. <laughs> And I'm like, really? When, when you text Nate, that's activating easy mode because Nate <laughs> yeah. knows everything about hops. Right. Well, that's what I wanted. What to do? Yeah. He, well, exactly. That's right. that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not I'm not slagging you for them. Saying that that's the right choice. But so that's, call call Nate. But five ounces of dry hop in a pale ale isn't that fucking insane? Isn't that a ton? That's maybe more new school pale ale. When you're looking at, you're not trying to increase the bitterness, but you're trying to really maximize the flavor and the aroma. Yeah, I'm finding I have to. Add more and more and later and later and it's just crazy how much you have to add even in a pale ale or you know an ipa that's not crazy over the hop top over the top hoppy um, so when we were when we were talking about your hop bill, I, I, and I was too late in giving you advice, I, I suggested you know a quarter mosaic, a quarter Nelson, a quarter Simcoe, and a quarter Citra, just for fun. But um, you know, just a really small five or ten minute edition and a big twenty minute whirlpool. Yeah, and I got them too uh, late. Yeah, I got this yeah. too late. But <clears throat> so what he was suggesting, so I, I pushed back. I was like, this is a lot, dude. And he's like, you could try cryo hops. I'm like, I've never tried cryo hops. I've heard about them. I've tasted them in my favorite beers, but I've never 
never used them before. So I went and I got, uh, they didn't have cashmere, so they had mosaic. So I did Sabro, Mosaic, and Simcoe. Oh, interesting. Cryo hops. Okay. This like is like dabs. $25 worth of fucking hops. Damn. These things are so expensive, but you open them up and you smell them. Like this Simcoe is 23.5% alpha acid. Mosaic is 20.8. The Sabro is 23.3. Damn. Because they yeah, take that... all the they take all the material out, right? So it's just the good yeah. stuff. Right. It, it is, it smells amazing. Like it's worth, it's worth it. I, 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 it's worth it. It's, it's worth, it's worth the, the aromatics. And what, but what I think I need to do next time I do it is cut back on what I think I need by 20%. Because for me, what happened is the, the dry hop sort of the beer was a little too onion. It was a little too bitter for me, uh, but it was like an oniony garlic thing. Interesting. And I don't know where it came from. I imagine it's maybe the Simcoe because that can kind of throw that. But I think if it's, it's too much on the, and then the dry hop was too long, there was a, there was a thing there. There's a combo that I, I didn't really like the beer, even though I finished it before I could even get it to you guys. You know, the, <laughs> when I had that bit off your fermenter, I don't remember getting the oniony garlicky. It changed. Uh, and that's usually like a summit, right? That, mm. uh, which is, like people don't use Summit very much anymore uh, because it tends to that that partly it's a harvest time issue, but Summit tends to be just garlicky, oniony, and kind of unpleasant. Uh, but yeah, it could be it could be Simcoe. I mean, maybe Simcoe is more sensitive to harvest time. Maybe what we get as homebrewers is not the. Mm. the, the I th- I think that used to be the case Simcoe, but I don't think that's the case anymore. We were speaking on this a couple months ago. I think about how even mm-hmm. uh, with these newer hops, growers and harvesters are they learn how to pick it now so i think yeah. i you're right it used to be that way but i think everyone's sort of yeah. on a, a, a playing field at least people like uh you know more beer who can buy all this shit yeah. um, of course but i'm and i'm i'm, I'm positive yakima's packaging and well so it's i don't yeah. think it's that much of an issue anymore um but i i'm blaming myself i think it's overuse can so here's a question for you guys can um oxidation help increase some of those oniony garlicky things that's the only thing i can think of because I'm, I'm not really that careful yeah. Keg. I mean, maybe I. I really don't know. All right. Well, my good understanding is a lot of those flavors come from from harvesting. But I tend yeah. to agree with you that the growers now they understand for the different varietals when to pick. Yeah. So you're not having this. You know, you have the bell curve where you have the window of not cat pee. <laughs> right. Right. And you have like, oh, there's a cat pee window here and a cat pee window here. I think they all pretty much. I mean, they're professionals. They do right. this year in year out. I, th- I think unless it's maybe the first year of a brand new variety, they, they, know, they know when to pick it. Right. I also wonder if it's a blend of the three. You know, maybe something in the Simcoe and the Mosaic doesn't really jive very well. I don't know. It was it was really interesting. And like I said, it's it's sort of a weird conversation to have if I don't if you guys aren't tasting the beer with me. But uh, I just I wanted to talk about it a bit because I overall I liked the beer. I liked the recipe. I want to try it again. Maybe I'll lighten up on on the uh the Munich and the uh and the crystal just a little bit and the but this dry hop thing, I'm not used to it. Um, I think yeah. I was texting Nate, and I was like, I haven't dry hopped since Obama was in office. So like, uh, I don't, uh, I don't really uh, know. I need like uh, a, I needed uh, a primer uh, uh, on how yeah. long to do it and whatever. And uh, you know, he told me, and I didn't listen to him. I mean, mosaic. If I, if bad, or maybe not bad mosaic. Yeah, bad mosaic to me can can smell like feet. Hmm. And mosaic is a great hop, and a lot of people that's their secret weapon. And good mosaic is fantastic. Fantastic, and it's yeah. got wonderful flavor, wonderful aroma. But you get—I mean, when Mosaic first came out, there were beers, commercial beers that you'd open up, and I, this, this smells like feet. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I want to drink this. Well, and what I what I dug about the cryo hops is that you cut the package open, and it is like the purest form of these yeah. hops. Um, a lot of times, you you know, even just in in the the best freshest hops, there's still vegetal matter, there's still green chlorophyll flavor going or aroma going on, but not in these guys. And it was really interesting. I was just in there smelling the packages. Like this is awesome, and it's like a powdery thing. It was really wild. I loved it. I think the I think yeah. cry hops are the next big thing, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, they're they're pricey, but man, are they worth it? They are absolutely they are worth pricey. it. 
Just to finish Dude. to finish off those beers. Oh, that was great. Which which cryo hop did you use in that? Uh, Simcoe, Mosaic, and Sabro. Okay, I I just see regular Simcoe. You sent me a picture of the hops you bought, and there I don't see cryo. There, it's the that blue here. It's that blue that blue okay. line right there. Yeah, yeah, those mm-hmm. are the right ones. Yeah, yeah. I I saw. Uh, well, you can't see it probably. The, this picture of some hops you bought, but mm. no, I can't. Oh yeah, yeah. that's uh, that was something for my mild or something like that. I don't think I sent you these. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Justin talked about cryo hops a, f- a few weeks ago on the session, and I realized it literally is. Uh, I don't do dabs because if I had one, I would be asleep until probably tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Uh, but it's literally mm. like, with regard, it's like you know, cryo hops are to hops like what dabs are to cannabis. It's like you you take all the vegetal stuff out, you concentrate the oils and the uh, the, the wax and everything else. It's a very concentrated, you know, non-vegetal thing. Yeah. And it's very powerful, and it's you know, again, I, I'm not going to have a dab of cannabis because you <laughs> we, we won't be doing the second show. Well, you'll, uh, yeah, you'll be somewhere between Mars and Jupiter when you're trying to call in. <laughs> you'll, you'll, I'll, I'll wake up about three o'clock tomorrow somewhere on the shoulder of four, wondering how I got there. Uh, that's not a good idea. No. Um, well, anyway, there you go. That's it. That's my pale little story. Again, sorry I drank it all. I didn't really have five gallons; like probably four, four and a half, and all said and done. But uh, came out well, good. Well, so trust me, it was fifty point beer. Yeah, it must it, have been. It was, it was tasty, JP. It was. It was. I'd say it's a high. I, I'd give it a high thirty based on. Out it was of the okay. Furniture. I'd have called it a yeah. it, mid mid to high thirties. I it thought was, it was good. I thought it was good too, and then I didn't. And I didn't like it. Uh, and then uh, you know what? Uh, as it uh, aged uh, out, uh, it's funny because I also used Biofine for the first time in the in the fermenter. Oh, really? I had a hard time clarifying it, and I didn't really. I was like adding and adding and adding. I was like, I'm just gonna stop because I, ultimately I don't give a shit. I really don't care. But the longer it sat in the keg, I haven't opened the keg yet, so I'm, I'm interested to see what it looks like down there. But um, um, it 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 sort of clarified a little bit, but not entirely all the way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was good. And, and so anyway, as I got old, as I got older, as, as the beer aged a little bit, it tasted. I enjoyed it a little bit better, but I didn't really. Uh, my wife liked yeah. it more than I did. What are you gonna <laughs> do? I, I appreciate that you shared some with me. I, I, I yeah. thought it was good. There you go. All right, well, I'll do it again. Um, all right, everybody, we're gonna get out of here. If you are listening live, uh, we stay tuned. We're gonna you know take a quick break and round up a bunch of beers. But what we are going to be doing is we're going to be drinking a bunch of Mexican lagers. When I say a bunch, I mean like four. And we're going to shotgun them all and then try to kiss each other through the internet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's going to be hard because we're all like 30 miles away from each other. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the next show, we are going to be uh, yeah, tasting Mexican lagers, and then we're going to be writing our own Mexican lager recipe for us to brew. We're all going to be brewing the same recipe, and uh, it'll be fun, a fun little experiment and uh, you know, to judge our own beers and see how we can write a recipe, and maybe you guys can glean some knowledge out of that. But before we go to that show, on June 11th, uh, we are going to be speaking with Matthias from Schlenkerla in Bomberg. He's going to be calling in. We're going to be doing this on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, I think is what it is. Maybe 1030. I can't remember. But 10 o'clock-ish on a Sunday morning, June 11th, we're going to be uh, going through smoke beer. We're going to be going through our uh, the, the last four uh, Schlenkerlas that we that we got, uh, that we've had on the show the past couple months, and talking to Matthias about how Schlenkerla makes probably the best smoke beers in the world, and talking about World Smoke Beer Day and Schlenkerla in general, and how they're sort of like navigating the craft beer boom and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be great. If you love smoke beers and, and you know, you love, uh, you know, little beer talk like that, please mark it on your calendars and tune in. And uh, this will be cool. It'll yeah. be fun. I'm really looking yeah, forward I, I'm to really it. excited. We, yeah. it, it was going to be at like 8 a.m. originally. And I'm like, I'm a, I don't, Sunday, I don't care. I'm up at 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. to talk talk to the Schlenkerla guy. Yeah. that's Those beers are fucking phenomenal. That'll be great. And I'll, I'll get up at 6 a.m. on Sunday if I have to to do that show. I want but you to stay 10, up. I much prefer 10. I want you to stay up until then. I'm from from be, now until I, I then. I will not sleep until that show. All right, please do. And no if, you are a, if you are a German uh, uh, brewmaster at a, at a major smoked beer brewing uh, brewery uh, in the world and you want to send your beer in to me, uh, I'm Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. Or if you're just a regular run-of-the-mill home brewer that wants to send your beer in to us to be evaluated, yeah. it, it could be good. It could be middle of the road. It could need some work and you want to know how to fix it. Send it in to us. Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll get you hooked up with a show and uh, discuss your beer with you. That's right. It could be a home brewer in Bomberg doing smoked beer, smoking things in your backyard. And we, we would like to drink that. We'll, we'll drink that. We'll, we'll judge it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, everyone. We're going to split. Uh, take care of yourselves. And until next time, we'll see you later.